Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast for water treaters by water treaters, where we're scaling up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. Hi, everybody. Trace Blackmore here. And I got to tell you, I am so excited of the reception that I have received from your comments and questions about getting the Certified Water Technologist designation. And my plans were only to do two episodes on the CWT. However, with all of your questions and your feedback, I'm gonna throw one more episode in there because I'm going to throw a challenge out to you. The challenge is, as we wrap up 2017, I want every water treater out there that does not have their certified water technologist designation to take the CWT challenge. The CWT challenge is you need to plan a date to get your CWT. Now, we've spoken in previous shows how you do that. I want you to think, when are you eligible to get your CWT? And then plan a date in your calendar that you will have that CWT, or at the very least, that you will pass that examination. And then I want to tell you some things that you can do. I've already told you some things that you can do on episode 27, which was the one that was released last but I wanna help you get your certified water technologist designation. So at the end of this show, I'm gonna tell you about a couple of things that I put together to help with the CWT challenge. Now let's talk about a couple of things that we learned over the last few weeks on the CWT. The one thing that I learned when I was talking with Angela on episode 26, she said there were only a few more than 300 certified water technologists out there. Folks, that blew me away because I'm number 186 and I got that number back in 2003. So if you're on the fence about getting your certified water technologist designation, think about how much you're gonna stand apart from everybody else. There's not that many of us out there. And if you are on the fence about getting your CWT, I want you to realize that you are in what I think is the best industry in the entire world. Water treatment is just incredible. I've mentioned before that it's been very good to me. I've never been bored and it's a career where I can learn something new every single day. So being the best industry in the world and you deciding that you wanna work in it, wouldn't you wanna be the best within the best industry? So I hope you all take this challenge. So let's talk about a couple more things that we learned. We learned that you did not have to take the examination, well, and that's something we learned too. We learned that it's not a test, it is an examination. Thank you for that, uh, Angela. Uh, you do not have to take the examination at a technical training event held by AWT. You can do that remotely in the comfort of your own hometown. Also, we learned from Andy Morcom and Andy Williams that when they received their CWT, it, this just gave them a boost of confidence. And these are already smart guys. Nobody had to get any proof to know that these were smart guys. But when they received that designation, that just 
blossomed their confidence and allowed them to have the confidence to go after some of the accounts that they were thinking maybe they couldn't go after before. So think of what it will do to your business and think of how confident you're going to be talking to that new prospective customer and telling them the credentials that you have and how that sets you apart from every other water treater out there. Moreover, think of the value that you're going to bring to your company. We said on a couple of episodes that if you have not seen a contract that stated you must have a certified water technologist in your company or the person that was responsible for that account, you will see it soon. I see that more and more and more here in Atlanta. So it's coming near you soon if you haven't seen that. So you could be that CWT. Think how your employer is going to value you that much more if you can prove to them that you are among the elite in the water treatment industry. So I hope that all of that is pushing you over the fence and you're on the side now where you're saying, yes, I am gonna get this designation. As I mentioned, there were several people that wrote into me and they had a couple of questions over the last two episodes that we did pertaining to the CWT. So the first question, someone writes in, do I need to be a member of the Association of Water Technologies in order to get the Certified Water Technologist designation? Now the answer to that is no, that is not a correct statement. I've heard people say that before and that is not true. Now you do get a benefit because it's a little bit cheaper to sign up for the examination. And there you go, Angela, I said the word examination. If you are a member, but no, you do not have to be a member in order to get your CWT. And another question, which leads right in from this question is, is there a difference in cost to take the test in person or remote testing? So the answer is, um, I don't think so. I don't think there are any extra fees that Pearson View charges, to be honest, I probably need to check that out. And a great person to ask with that would be Angela Pike. I do know that it costs $385 to take it. And the non-member price is $405. So there's that benefit that you get from that first question that we were talking about. Somebody else asked, what is a passing score? You have to get at least 75% on the examination in order to pass the test. I'm sorry, I said test. Angela, I did not say test, I meant to say examination. And of course I said examination. Uh, Another question is, can I use the CWT logo once I get my CWT? And how is that process, how does it work? So what's gonna happen when you get your CWT, you're gonna get a packet and they're gonna send you a file or they'll send you a link, I can't remember which, and it will actually have the CWT logo and it will also have all of the um, uh, restrictions and all the, all the guidelines on how you're able to use that logo. And folks, if you have your CWT, I encourage you, make sure that CWT is after your name on all your signatures. Put that CWT logo out there. Be proud of having the best designation in this industry. And when you're talking with one of your customers, make sure they know what CWT is 
because you guys are the ambassadors out there for that. And it's more valuable when more people know about it. The only way we're going to get more people to know about it is to start talking about it. I mentioned there were a couple things that I was going to do to help you get your certified water technologist designation. So one of the things I'm, I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you a technique that I learned a while ago that will help with any standardized test. Now this works very well with a CWT, but it works with any multiple choice test. And by the way, the CWT is a multiple choice test. So if you think whenever you're going for a test, or in this case, an examination, Angela's gonna be so mad at me. Angela, I apologize. I was talking about other tests, not the actual CWT examination, but now that I'm talking about that, we're talking about the CWT examination. So imagine, if you're going in person, you're meeting Angela at seven o'clock in the morning, and you're walking into this big room, and there are all these other people that are there standing in line, showing them their IDs, doing everything they have to do in order to enter the room. Then you go to your assigned seat and you're given all these instructions. You're pretty nervous already, but all this other stuff is very intimidating. So because of this, you have three things working against you. So first, you're very unfamiliar with the process. You're, you have all these questions. Now, Angela's gonna answer probably all of your questions during her introduction, but you're already going in there nervous and you're probably not gonna hear all of it even though she's telling you all of it. So with that in mind, that's number one, what you have against you, that you're unfamiliar with the process. Two, you are worried about the time limit. I believe you've got four hours to complete the examination. You're thinking, oh my goodness, what if I don't have time to finish? So you got that worrying with you. And with all of this stuff going on, your nerves going on, your initial ability to reason is very low. So once again, the three things you have against you is you're unfamiliar with the process, you're worried about the time limit, and your ability to reason is very low. So what do you do about that? First off, the night before, I want you to relax. I don't want you to study. Now, whether you're taking that in person or whether you're taking that at the remote testing center, and by the way, if you've never taken a test or an examination, sorry, Angela, I did it again. If you've never taken an examination at a remote, well, it's not a remote testing center, it'd be a remote examination center, then that has its, you know, that's just as, uh, as unnerving as well. Uh, we heard from Andy that there's biometrics there, they're checking uh, a bunch of IDs, uh, two IDs, I think it was. So there's a lot going on there too. With that, Here's what I want you to do, because whether you take it at either venue, you're going to be given scratch paper. Most people do not know how to use their scratch paper and they turn it in blank. Folks, this is your secret weapon. Your scratch paper is going to get you correct answers that you would have answered incorrectly. How is it going to do that? Well, I believe you get five sheets of scratch paper at the in-person test, I'm sorry, examination, and you get either the same five sheets at the remote testing center or you get a, uh, an erasable note board. So here we go. 
If we were to look at a blank sheet of paper, imagine that we were going to put all these little tick marks all over it. And, and starting from the left-hand column, normally what I do is I'll have 10 questions. So breaking the column, it's hard to do over, over a podcast. But imagine the first top inch of the paper from left to right has 10 boxes that are an inch long there. And each one of those boxes is something that we're gonna use for each individual question. I hope that makes sense visually as you guys are thinking about it. But here's a question we're gonna read. So this is number five from the CWT handbook. And it asks, if a boiler concentrates up the feed water eight times, what is the percent blowdown? And the answers are A, eight, B, 12.5, these are all in percentage, C, 15, and D, 17.5. Now, this is how most of us read the question. We'll say, we'll read the question, and then we'll just simply scan, and we'll pick an answer. We'll bubble it in the Scantron, or we'll select it on the computer, and then we'll move on. This is how the scratch paper is going to help you. In order to make sure that you're choosing the best answer every single time, you need to read the question and then look at each individual answer. And here's how you're gonna use your scratch paper. So I'm reading the question. If a boiler concentrates the feed water eight times, what is the percentage blowdown? And now in that first little box that I made on my scratch paper, I see 8% is A. You know what? 8%, I don't think that's right. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a, an X, a little small X there for A. On B, 12.5, that's actually the answer, by the way. How did I know that? The reciprocal of the concentration ratio is how much is going to be lost due to blowdown. So one divided by eight is 0.125. That translates to 12.5%. So that's gonna be my answer. So I would put a check mark there. Now with math, it's, I think math questions are pretty easy because you got a definite answer. But if it wasn't a math question and you wanted to go through what the different answers are uh, or what the possible answers are, we'd then say C and we'd say, no, C is definitely not a right answer. And D, no, D definitely is not a right answer. So we would choose B. That example wasn't a really good one, but imagine if D was also a possible answer. So now we're choosing between B and we're choosing between D. And a lot of times what we do is we just stare at the page and we agonize over the answer and the clock is ticking by and we're wasting valuable time. So here's how I want you to use your scratch paper. So that's question five. So up there, wherever your little tick marks are, where you have either X's, checks, or question marks, you're gonna put number five, and you're gonna move on to the next test. I also like to circle number five, and the reason I like to circle number five are for those people that are taking the examination on the Scantron, because it reminds you that you have to leave a blank on number five. When we were speaking with Angela, she said she was pretty positive that some people have skipped an answer and forgot to leave that blank, and that made every other answer on their Scantron wrong. 
So that's just an extra little thing that you can do to make sure you remember that that is blank. Now, for those of you taking at a remote center, it's a lot easier. And it's one of the reasons I recommend that you take the examination at a remote center because you can actually mark your answer and it will remind you to go back to it. So let's say we have gone through the entire examination and we've got 12 of these questions that we are unsure of. Well, now let's look at the three things that we have that we're working against us. Number one, we were unfamiliar with the process. Well, folks, we've just been taking this examination for the last couple hours. We are experts on this process. No one can touch us on that process. I mean, we've lived it for the past couple hours. So that one is out the window. We're worried about the time limit. Well, we've got 12 questions left, and you, you can subtract however much time you spent from uh, four hours, and you got an hour and a half left, or whatever it is. You got an hour and a half to answer 12 questions. And by the way, if you're taking the remote examination, there's a clock that's actually counting down backwards. So that might be another benefit to take it there. So we're not worried about the time limit anymore. We've got plenty of time to answer those 12 questions. And then the last one, your initial ability to reason is low. Well, we've just practiced for the last two and a half hours, and we've seen every single question and every single answer on that test. Our initial ability to reason might have been low, but it's very high now. So everything that we have working against us in the beginning is now working for us in the end. And because we have our scratch paper, we now aren't looking at four answers. We're looking between two answers. And I doubt you're going to read a later question that's going to help you answer a previous question because there's been a whole lot of work spent to make sure that doesn't happen within the Association of Water Technologies. But what might happen is the way another question might have been asked might get you thinking along a path that gets your brain to answer one of the items that you have a question about. So then you go back, you answer those, and then you're done. And you go and you turn that page into Angela. She'll thank you, and, and I think she seals it up in an envelope right in front of you. And then if you're taking it at a remote center, you hit the finish button, and I'm fairly certain when you hit the finish button, it then pops up saying, are you sure? And you're thinking, well, that's a very good question. And then your finger's shaking as you go to hit that button one more time. And then right there, you know, at the remote testing center, I think that sends a report to the proctor that's sitting outside, and they're gonna let you know right there if you have passed that examination or not. With the paper examination, according to Angela, she said it took about six weeks to get that information back. So I hope you are thinking about your scratch paper a little bit differently, and it truly is your secret weapon. And I am sharing this with you because I want you to take that CWT challenge that I am giving you. We're ending up 2017, so 2018, we're gonna get so many more CWTs because you folks out there in the Scaling Up Nation are gonna take this challenge seriously. 
I've done a few more items to help you get this certification. And I'm gonna give you a couple links. So the first thing is if you go to my website, which is scalinguph2o.com, and you put in forward slash CWT, I have another secret weapon for you. I've had the privilege of working with people over the years that have taken successfully the Certified Water Technologist examination and through asking them questions on things that they've done, how they've prepared themselves, and also giving these tips myself, I have accumulated the five things that you need to know and you need to do that will give you the best shot at passing the Certified Water Technologist designation the first time out of the gate. So what you're gonna do is go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash CWT. You'll go there and there will actually be a place for you to sign up to take the CWT challenge. And then I will send you an email that has a link that you can download the document that I just spoke of. But I'm not going to stop there because I know everybody needs a little push. So what that's gonna do, that's going to subscribe you to a couple of emails that I'm gonna to write to you. And every so often, I'm just gonna give you a little touch out there to encourage you to keep ongoing to make sure you get your certified water technologist designation. Now, another thing that we've done, and we spoke about this in episode 27, but it's lonely out there, especially when you're studying for this huge examination. I want you to know that you are not alone. And I want you to share your success stories and the issues that you're having with your peers so your peers can not only learn from your successes, but help you through some of the walls that you're having to climb over. So for that, I've created a LinkedIn group page. If you go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash group, that will send you directly to that LinkedIn page. By the way, the LinkedIn page is called the Scaling Up Nation, if you want to find it that way in LinkedIn. And my challenge can be answered by going on that page, scalinguph2o.com forward slash group, signing into your LinkedIn account and writing what date you will pass the Certified Water Technologist designation. And that's the first post that you're going to put in there. And then throughout, you're going to let everybody know what your successes are and what you're having issues with, and other people will do that. And now we have a community, and we're going to help everybody out there get that CWT. The last thing I'm going to mention, in addition to CWT questions, I've received a lot of questions about episode, I believe it was uh, 24. In episode 24, it was the question and answer session. And folks, according to you, that has been one of your favorite sessions. You like the time where you asked me a question, you got to hear your question on the air, and I answered it. So I can't wait to do another one of those episodes, but keep in mind, the only way I can do that is if you send in your questions. So if you do that, I promise I periodically will do shows that's just you and me answering your questions. But I've received dozens of emails asking me about this light that I mentioned in the test kit. So 
I thought about how I could actually explain the light, and I really couldn't think of a way to explain the light, so I did a YouTube video of the light. Folks, I am a radio person. I am not a video person, so please keep this in mind as you view it. But if you go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash light video, one word, you will be linked to that YouTube video and you will see the light that I am talking about. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, in episode 24, I said one of the tools that I have in my test kit is this really small, very inexpensive, rechargeable LED light that puts out almost sunlight quality light because it's 6,500 Kelvin, and it gives us really good light that we can bring to the party ourselves right over our test kits so we can interpret those tests properly. So go there and you can actually see the video. If you're interested in ordering the light, I have an affiliate link, which is scalinguph2o.com forward slash light, and you guys can order that there. I also had a few questions about what an affiliate link is. So an affiliate link is when I introduce something on the show and then I point you guys to, to go purchase something somewhere. And in this case, it would be Amazon going to that light. And then Amazon pays me a commission for you guys buying that light. Now, there is no additional charge for you. So if you went and bought it on Amazon directly or if you went through my link, it's the exact same page. It's this just Amazon's way of um, thanking me for bringing traffic to their site. And it's a way that you can help me pay some bills with scaling up. So please, no obligation for that. But that was a question, what the heck is an affiliate link? So I wanted to make sure the Scaling Up Nation knew what that was. I hope you have enjoyed the last three episodes of Scaling Up. I can't think of something better that you can do with your career than getting the Certified Water Technologist designation. I know everybody out there in Scaling Up Nation knows how I feel about that. I hope that some of that has transferred onto you and you are now getting passionate about that designation. As I said in the top of the show, you're in the best industry out there, so prove to everybody that you are the best within that industry. So Scaling Up Nation, here it is again, the challenge. We're going to end 2017 and we're going to make sure that we have the goal to get our Certified Water Technologist designation. I've given you some tools in this episode to help you, and we're gonna go on that group page and post when we are passing that examination. And Angela, everyone in the Scaling Up Nation is saying the word examination. I sure hope that 2018 brings many, many more CWTs, and I can't wait for you to let me know your success stories. Folks, have a great rest of the week. If you don't listen to me again through the end of December, have a great end of the year. And I can't wait to talk to you next time on Scaling Up. <laughs>